all here. And um, you've probably noticed a table right here. I'm gonna use some things to demonstrate, hopefully give you a better understanding of what we're gonna be talking about this morning. And Brenda walked in this morning already and she already said some things that were already um, on my mind. So she's ahead of the game as she's, um, as she, um, no, well, she knows the word. She's a missionary. She goes out and ministers the word to different places, so thank you for that. So anyway, this morning, um, as we get started, we're going to be talking about light. Anybody ever think about light? Ever consider the light? Thinking about the light, these lights here, the sun outside. Do you ever think about any of that? Anybody ever given any thought about it? Or it's just something that you see every day, something that's a part of your life. So with that, I'm going to ask you a question. Well, let me pray. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, this morning, Jesus. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for healing, Lord Jesus. Thank you for making us whole, Father. Thank you that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, Lord Jesus. No matter what we go through, maybe we don't see things, maybe we don't feel things, Lord God, but you're still on the throne, Lord Jesus, and we can always put our cares upon you. So, Lord, with that, we keep trusting you. We keep on believing, Lord God. We will not turn to the left or to the right. We will focus our eyes on you. And this morning, I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you will break up our fallow grounds, Father. Lord, I pray that eyes will be open, Lord Jesus. I ask that you will remove the scales from the eyes this morning. Lord, take out the, the cotton balls or whatever that's in the ears, that the, the word will be heard, Lord Jesus, that it will make a difference in, in somebody's life, Lord God. So, Father, I just thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for everyone that's here, Father. And those that are not here, Lord God, I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you will be with them. We plead the blood over them, Father. We plead the blood on the hospitals, Lord God, where our loved ones are at, at the Loveless Heart Hospital in Albuquerque, Lord Jesus. We just plead the blood over that place, over the medical staff, Lord God. Even for here in San Juan Regional, there's people, Lord God, that are in the hospitals, Lord. In Shiprock, Lord God, in Durango, Lord God, maybe even in Gallup, Lord Jesus. Our surrounding area, Lord Jesus. We just plead the blood over these hospitals, over the medical staff, over the patients, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just pray, Lord God, that your, your mercy, Lord God, your grace, Lord God, is sufficient, Father. And Lord God, we just pray for their healing, Lord Jesus. We don't want to lose anybody else, Father. We want them to know about you, Lord God. We want them to be ready, Lord Jesus. We're not going to sit silent, Lord God. We're going to minister your word. We're going to talk about your word. We're going to share with our neighbors. We're going to share with our children, Father. We're going to go out into the, all the world and preach the gospel, Lord. Even if our world is just right here in this community, Lord God, we're going to do what we can, Father. So, Father, I just thank you this morning, Lord God, and I thank you for the unction of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you use my tongue this morning, Lord God, and bring to my remembrance what I need to remember, Lord Jesus. Lord God, that this will be a successful yes, service this morning, Lord Jesus. Yes. I just thank you, Lord God. We will not go home and say, what did she talk about? What was that about, Lord God? But we can share, Lord Jesus. So this morning, I just thank you, Father. I just praise your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I praise your name, Father. Glory to your name, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. So my question is, what is light? What do you guys think about light when you talk about light? Anybody? You have to speak out loud so I can hear. I know these masks kind of muffle our, our what we want to say. So what is light? I think of work. What's that? I think of work. You think of work? Light is right, so it's really hard to describe. 
right when it does, but you guys gave some good things about what, what um, um, the descriptions of what light is. It's more of what a description of what light does. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a background about what light is, a little bit of history about stuff. So anyway, light has a physical and a spiritual purpose, right? Everybody know that? Yeah. We talked about this light here. This is the physical, and there's also the spiritual part, which we'll talk about next. But physically, light dispels darkness, just like what he said. It eliminates the darkness. Light itself cannot be seen. We, we can't see it. We just see the evidence of it, right? It's not something that can actually be seen, but it reveals everything in its presence. That's why we can see each other. That's why we can see all of this stuff. That's why we can see the green trees outside. And then light cannot be grasped or held. You can't get a hold of light, right? Even if you were to go like this, you can't grasp it. You can't hold it. And light fills all space available, like all of this space in here. There's light in here. There's a, a room right there that doesn't have light in it, but when this light goes in there, you can see light in there. So it dispels everything. You can see light everywhere. And light can be everywhere at one time, right? Yes. Yeah, it can be everywhere at one time. And then light is never consumed or exhausted by anything in its presence. Light is illumination. It lights up things. It brightens things, enabling us to find our way. So when we're in the dark, we need the light to find our way. And light is communication by written words and symbols to our minds. So when we think about light, there's things that comes to our mind about it, and we can communicate about it. And light is color. Like I said, we can see the green grass outside. You can see everybody's clothes in here, all different colors here. We can see the blinds, the color of it, the speakers, the color of that, and everything that you see in here. The flowers here, you can see that that's what light does. And light is warmth, it gives comfort, light is energy, it produces power, and light is speed from here to there in an instant. As soon as we flip on the light, it doesn't take its time coming on instantly, that light is there. Every morning when the sun comes up from the east, instantly the light starts shining. It doesn't wait for several hours for it to come. It does its round. The sun goes around the earth. The, the axis of what it's supposed to do, but wherever it's at, that light is shining. And light is essential for growth and for healing. And that's why right now, we, a lot of people say that, especially if they have COVID or something, they say, sit out the sunlight for a while. But light, it has vitamin D, right? It produces vitamin D. It, it, it gives you healing by that, by being out in the sun. And so when you see people that are just in darkness, um, that never go out into the sun, that never go out, they're, they're, maybe they're just enclosed in a dark room, you can see that their health begins to dwindle. They're not quite as healthy as the way they should be. And then again, light fades the further away we move from its source. So I'm going to show you an example of these right here. So we have this light flashlight right here. There's different kinds of light. This is a pretty powerful light. And then we have this little light bulb here gives a different kind of light, right? Then there's another flashlight here that's a little bit smaller than this one, so it gives a certain amount of light also. And then another flashlight, which is even smaller, and this gives a different amount of light. Yeah. Then we have this little night light here. When you plug this in, it gives another amount of light. It doesn't shine, fill up the whole room, but it's there enough to give you enough light to get around. And then there's this little tiny pen light right here. Let's see, wrong one. This little tiny light here. It can be helpful sometimes too. <laughs> then there's this little tiny light here. This barely gives any light, right? Because it's so tiny. And it needs more of these to give more light. But this little tiny one, if you were to plug it into something all by itself, you could just barely see a little twinkle. And then, we also have match lights, right? And this you have to work a little bit to get it going, but it's also light. All right, so talking about these different kinds of lights here, we want to go on into what the spiritual purpose is. We can use these all in the natural right here, right? You guys all have a 
light of some sort, and some people maybe still have those little kerosene lamps that they use at night. I remember using that to read under when I was a little kid. But it served its purpose. I was able to read at night when I wanted to read that little lamp. And there's different kinds of lamps. Again, there's, this is part of those lights right here. Some of you work at places where they have those big giant generators with huge lamps that you used to, to work with to see at night when you're working at night. So there's all kinds of light. So these lights that we're gonna, that we're gonna be talking about this today, um, my next question to you will be, where did light generate from? God. So, yes. Where did light generate from? Let's take a look at Genesis 1 3. Right here, Genesis 1 3. This is where light came from. The very first light came from here. After he made the heavens and the earth and he did some things in the, in the, with the waters and stuff, then he said, then God said, let there be what? Light. Yes, he's the first one that made the light because he spoke the word and he said, let there be light. And there was light. Yes. And God saw the light and it was good. And we all think it's good, right? I think light is good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So now that's why we have light and darkness. So let's look at verse 5. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So in the beginning, God's first act in preparing the earth for life was to create light for us. He made the light just for us. God was thinking way in advance who is going to be here. One of these days, Riverside Bread of Life Church is going to have, have a place to get together. And I want them to have light. I want the community, the county of San Juan County, to have light. And so he says, all over the world, he put light just for us. And you know, God has been so good to us in that way where he's always about us and sometimes we give up on God we just think God doesn't care for me why doesn't God hear my prayers we get angry about that but God from the beginning of time has always thought of us he's always wanted us to have the best he's always thinking of the best and like we talked about in the natural in the physical the things that came that it gives us warmth it gives us comfort it gives us what we need for our health for our healing when we need to go somewhere, we have light to shine, our headlights, our vehicles. When we're driving at night, we have lights on there, and it helps us to get to our destination. So there's so many ways that light is, uh, is, is available for us. So I'm going to be reading out of Psalms 119, if you want to turn your Bibles there. Psalms 119. Chapter 119. How many of you ever spent time reading this whole chapter? So, Psalms 119 is a long, long chapter if you've ever read it. It goes on and on and on and on. And you'll notice there's some strange word at every, at every eighth verse. Anybody ever notice that? Anybody ever question that? Ever wonder what those things meet are, are there for? Well, if you look at Psalms 119, verse 105, there's a word there. And I'm not too sure what the Hebrew word, how you say this, but I'll just say it as I see it. It says none, right? None. So if you go back through the whole chapter, you'll see something in each, or each, um, every few places, you'll see these different um, 
words here. But I did a little bit of research on this, and I just was wondering what that meant, or what caught my attention was that nun. It said, these were strange words to me, and there were letters, and actually these words are the Hebrew alphabet. So if you look at all the way from one, it says an alif, alf, I guess it's alif, that's just the way I'm gonna say it. And you go down, uh, the next one says beth. So every eighth verse, there's a new alphabet in there. So anyway, that was something that I knew, that I found out. Some of you may have already known that, but today you're, you're getting a little more information about it. So that every eighth verse, there's a new word, there's another word, and this is the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. So when David was writing, was doing this right here, in this chapter, he used an acrostic pattern. And every letter of the alphabet is followed by eight verses. An acrostic just means like a crossword puzzle or different things like that. That was what he was using. I just thought, how creative. God must have really put some really good um, brain cells in his mind to be creative in that way. So anyway, and this chapter is just full of praise and worship. He was praising and worship God this whole time as he was reading this. But we're going to focus on, on verse 105 from there. And um, the verse 105 is what we're going to focus on under none. And that's the 13th alphabet of the, the Hebrew alphabet. The 14th, I'm sorry. So if you were beginning to read, you'll find that there's 22 letters of the alphabet that the Hebrews have. And none just means no darkness. Since we're talking about light, this none actually means no darkness. So let's read Psalms 119.105. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto what? My feet and a light unto my path. So I wanted us to focus on this today. Looking at this, have you ever walked anywhere or gone anywhere and you're using a flashlight in the dark? You're going along, you got your flashlight, and you can't tell the difference here where there's light, right? But when you're walking along sometimes in the dark, like sometimes we go camping and you know, sometimes you're a long ways from the restroom in the middle of the night, you wanna go and you're walking. And as you're walking along, all of a sudden, maybe your flashlight goes out, the battery goes out, right? And then all of a sudden, you're in the dark. So that happens often, right? Your battery goes out on a flashlight. If you have a flashlight, your battery will go out. And so, as the light goes out, sometimes we say, oh, you may panic because you're just in the dark all of a sudden. You're standing there in the dark, you're trying to find your way and, um, as soon as you know when the when you have light and all of a sudden the light goes out, it takes a while for your eyes to adjust, right? And you're standing there looking around and pretty soon you begin to see some visual things as you're walking along. So as you're doing this, your, your eyes adjust and you begin to see things as you're walking along. And sometimes, you know, when you're walking, there might be a place where there's a little dip or something. You might kind of trip on it. But some of those things you can't really see in the dark after your, your, your eyes are trying to adjust. But the same, you know, the same thing applies here to what Psalms is saying. Is that apart from God, we are walking in the dark spiritually speaking and can only see a short distance in front of us. So when we don't have God in our life and we kind of um, wander away from what God has for us, or maybe you've never made, made God as your Lord and Savior, when you don't have God in your life, it's like you're walking in the dark. Just like what I explained. Like you, all of a sudden there's nothing there. You're just trying to walk in the dark, but your eyes begin to accustom to things. You begin to see things a little bit. Maybe not clearly, but you begin to see things. And so we want to have more than just that. I want you to have more than just that. I want our people to have more than just kind of walking in the dark and seeing a little bit of things here and there because it's just a short distance that you can see. So as we become to trust Jesus, as we make Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we, as we follow in his footsteps or the path like we saw right here, it says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So that path that is set for us, it becomes easier to see when we take Jesus in our hearts. 
when we begin to confess, confess his word and we learn from the scriptures how we should live and how to treat others. Because that word, it says the word. And you know, yesterday I was praying. I took a, a little drive yesterday by myself to Durango to get some things that I couldn't find here in Farmington. As I was coming back, again to began to meditate on this word. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm going to be teaching on this tomorrow. What else do you have for me? And, and this thing, it just, it just started, more things just started coming to me. He said, the word. What is the word? So what is the word? The word of God. He's talking about his word. That word, this word here that we're reading is a light to us. It's his light to us. He's telling you, this is the lamp that I put before you. My word is what you need to get through. My word is what's going to get you through. And you know what? If we just barely take a glance at this word, when trouble comes, we forget what we're supposed to do. But when you begin to meditate on it and get more and more and more of it in your life, when trouble comes, you begin to confess the word because he says the word is a lamp. This word is a lamp. This word is like the light as you're going through a dark place. It's like it's leading you. It's showing you where the path is. Otherwise, you'd be wandering around all over the place. You wouldn't know where you're going. And so many people today are just wandering around not knowing. The unbelievers don't know because they're spiritually they're walking in darkness. And it's our job as Christians, as believers, to guide people, to help them, to get them to know about this light that Jesus gave to us. He is the light, and we have to understand that. We have to know that. So as the path becomes easier to see, we learn from the scriptures how we should live and treat others. Not only for your personal being, not only for your own healing, not only for your own prosperity, but he's saying that we should learn to live Live that life, live as a believer, live as a person that's kind, and learning to treat others kindly, treating others with, with you know, like your own family. We can't go around and treating people mean and, and not being using our kind words. Doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter who it is. Sometimes we have guests in our church, we have to be kind to them. We have to speak nicely to them, because we don't know where they're coming from. Maybe somebody that's here for the first time that said, I'm going to check out this church. I'm going to check out, see who's here. I'm going to see what they preach. But if we're unkind to them, what is that going to tell them? That's going to say, I don't want to go there. I don't think those people are Christians. And you know what? That's what people say. What kind of Christian are you? Who are you? Well, what kind of person are you? And ask yourself. Examine yourself. Every day examine yourself and say, what kind of Christian am I? What kind of light am I exhibiting today? Am I just showing a very dim light here, like this little tiny thing that nobody really notices you as a Christian? Are you like a bright light like this and anybody can come to you and say that, oh, I know who this person is. I can go to this person. This person will help me. This person will agree with me. In prayer, if I ask for prayer, this person is going to help me. If I ask for something, they're going to bring me some food or they're going to help me out with some gas money or they're going to do this, they're going to do that. So he's telling us that when we get this word in us, as it's guiding us, as we're following this path, that God is telling us how to live and how to treat others. It isn't only about who we are. It isn't only about us, but how we treat others. Be that light to the world. No matter where you go, if you're at work, if you're at school, if you're out here somewhere, if you're here in the building, treat everybody kindly. If there's somebody new that you see, Go to them and welcome them and tell them, thank you for coming. We welcome you. What's your name? And you know, most of you probably don't, some of you probably don't even know each other's name because you never bother to ask. We don't bother to ask. We just see each other say, oh, remember that person that sits over there in this row? Usually they're sitting right here. Or remember they're wearing this kind of outfit today? And, you know, we do crazy things like that. Let's change the way we treat each other. Let's change the way that we live because we have the light, because God is telling us that I'm giving you light. Amen. There's powerful light from Jesus. Amen. So, again, think about it. As you're looking at these, think, what light am I? Evaluate yourself. Think about yourself, saying, where do I want to be? How do I want to be? Do I want to be at that little light there that barely shines or that pin light? 
or maybe just a night light that barely flickers at night? Or do you want to have something that's powerful like this? Let's see, how does this work? So this is a pretty bright light here. I'm not gonna shine in anybody's eyes in my blanket. So at night, this is pretty powerful. And it's a good light to follow when you're walking a path, you're walking along and, and, and you can get somewhere with this unless your battery goes out. But this is a pretty powerful light. If you were to have a light like this, you would get somewhere, people would see your light, people would be drawn to you. Okay, there. You that was trying to train me on how to use that flashlight last night then. Anyway, so, anyway, so, thy word. Thy word, or we can say your word. Amen. Your word is a lamp to what? My feet. And a light to what? My path. So God has set for us light for us to get through no matter where we go. Talking about um, our feet and our path, let's take a look at Proverbs 3.7. Jesus, hallelujah. Proverbs 3, 7. It says, I'm going to read out of the King James Version. If you have another version, basically the same thing, but just read along with us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay. Proverbs 3, 7. that I was getting to, I wrote down the wrong one, but I know it's here. It says, the, what I wanted to read was, it says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Everybody remember that verse? You know that verse is probably something that you've read so many times. Um, Psalms 3, I know you don't read that all the time, so I should know it by now, but I know what the scripture is, I just wasn't too sure exactly where it was at. Okay. Psalms 3, 7, no, it's not that. Anyway, the scripture is, in all your ways. So what is our ways, family? What kind of way do you have? Are you just walking along and not really sure where you, what, what path you're following? But he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. By the way we acknowledge him is by reading the word. The word, we have to have the word in us, he says. Acknowledge him, the word acknowledge him. And then he says, and then he says, oh, three, six, okay. He says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your what? Your path. God is going to direct our path when we acknowledge him, when we pay attention to him, when we're following what he says, when we're acknowledging what he says. Let's Read, um, show the, the scripture before that, the verse before that. Five. Okay, right here. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yes. And lean not unto your own understanding. So he's saying, don't trust in what you have. Don't trust in your own beliefs. But trust in the word, he says. You need the word to be able to get by. With that, he says, I will direct your path. I will guide you. I will have a light for you. The word is the light that's going to get you on the right path. So you're not just wandering around here and there. So he's telling us that. He goes, count on the word. Because the word is a, is a light unto our path. A lamp unto our path. Now let's look at Psalms 37, 23. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. So right here again, it says, 
The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So I'm talking about this lamp. That's a, the word is a lamp unto our feet. Now he's talking about our steps. As we're taking our steps, as we're walking along, he goes, your steps as you're going along are ordered by the Lord. It's not ordered by you or anybody else. They are ordered by the Lord. So everywhere you go as you're walking along, your steps are ordered by the Lord. By what? By the word. The word is what gets us that. That's how he's ordering our steps. As we're walking along, he has it already ordered. So we have to follow what he says. We have to do what he says according to the word of God. If we're not following the word of God, we're wandering around, right? We're not too sure about things. And when something comes up, you're just saying, you, sometimes I hear a lot of people say, I just want to give up. Like with the testimony that Shanna was just giving this morning, that lady, they're not... They don't, they don't go to church, but they were they had hope. And she's up, she calls sometimes and says, I just want to give up. What is she going to give up on? What else was there to do? What else? How can you give up when there's no place else to go? When you give up, that means you're going into destruction. That means you're in darkness. But when you continue to trust what the word says, that means he has ordered your steps. He's keeping you in the right path. And that's where we want to be. That's where I want you to be, is following those steps that God has for us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And God's word is alive. It's with everything that we need so we can see in the spiritual darkness that surrounds us and directs us to safety. So that's what God's word, this word that is a lamp unto our feet, is alive. Jesus is alive. Everybody say alive. Yes, his word is alive. God's word is alive with everything we need. And so when we know that we can trust in his word, we know that we have what we need. And so we can see no matter how the spiritual um, darkness is, and you know there's a physical darkness, there's a spiritual darkness as well also. When we get into that place, we know that we have hope, that God has given us hope. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also become like a lighthouse. Like I was telling you, there's different kinds of lights here. And if you've, if you've ever been to a, um, probably an ocean side or maybe a, hu a huge lake, I know like in Minnesota, some of those lakes are very huge, they have to have lighthouses. So when people are out there on the, in the ocean or in a huge lake, when it gets dark, when a storm is coming out, up, that light directs them back to where they need to go. The light, you always come back to the light, you get drawn to the light. Because the light has power, the light has goodness for us, the light has comfort for us, the light has healing for us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So you get drawn back to that light. The, the, the more powerful the light is, the more you are drawn to that. That's why I'm asking this. If your light is really tiny, like that little tiny light here, who do you think will be drawn to it if it's very shiny? Do you think anybody's going to be drawn to something like this? Maybe to what is that? And they keep going, they keep going, they're trying to see what it is. But you want to have a powerful light based on the word of God. You want the light to be drawn to that when you get closer and closer, it's giving you warmth, it's giving you comfort, it's giving you what you need because the word of God has what we need. Again, the Bible illuminates our path to our Father, our Heavenly Father. But first, we must be willing to put down our own personal spiritual flashlights. And the natural, yes, it's good to have a flashlight, but if we want God to direct our path, if we want him to do that, we need to put down our own flashlight. What we know, saying, well, I know it all, I can do this, and, and you know, that's put, we have to put down that, uh, our, our physical, our, our supernatural flashlight, or our spiritual flashlight, and we have to pick up the word. Let the word guide our path, like it says here, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Give up, you have to surrender. This morning, Pedro said, let's surrender. Lift up your hands and surrender. Lifting up your hands is a sign of surrender, saying, okay, God, here I am. I'm lifting up my hands. I'm giving up to you, Lord. I'm giving up the things in the natural. I'm giving up my, 
my, my supernatural flashlight. I give up, Lord. I'm reaching out to you. This is a sign of surrender, knowing that God is there for you and that you, he can do what he, what he has for you. And allow him to adjust your spiritual eyes and that you can see in a new light better than the one that we have known. You know, some of us still might be at that place where we're just kind of going along, not really sure about things. It's time, family, to, to go to that light. To, and this light, the light that I'm talking about, is the word. The word of God, that's what we need. Because that's what he's saying, that word is a light unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to take a look at another scripture in Proverbs. Go to Proverbs 6. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We praise your name, Father. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Father. Proverbs 6, verse 23. So Proverbs 6, verse 23 says... James Version 6.23 Okay, it says For the commandment is a lamp Okay, and the law is light And reproofs of instruction are the way of life Amen, thank you Jesus For the commandment, what is the commandment? What is the commandment? His word, the word that's a lamp unto our feet. Again, it's the, the right here is basically the same scene. It's a command. The commandment is a lamp. And so the word is a lamp unto my feet. So that same word, that same commandment is the word. And the law is light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So when we're looking at this for the commandment is a lamp, is the law of God is a lamp or a candle to see or a Whatever it is that you want to use, it enlightens your eyes. Your eyes begin to come, become open to what God wants to have. And remember in the garden when um, Adam and Eve were there, um, Satan told them, why don't you take up this? And, and it was leading them into the wrong way. God had specifically given instructions. He had given commandments and told them, this is what I want you to do. This is what you have. You have everything here. And gave them his command and told them specifically, do not do this. Do not eat of this tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. But Satan comes along and he decides he's going to use his tricky ways and do, and do some things. So he tells them that. He goes, if you eat of this, your eyes will be open. It'll be enlightened. You're going to know all kinds of things. Things that you didn't know before. You're going to know. You're going to know as much as God does. And you might even know more. Was what he said, he tricked them. But the word is what should enlighten our eyes, not what Satan tells us we should have. It enlightens our eyes, it directs our feet, and it makes working more pleasant. The more we're in the light, it making it, and this is what I thought, it makes working more pleasant. You know, sometimes we dread going to work or we dread going out into the yard to do something or we dread cleaning our house, or we dread cleaning our vehicle, whatever the case may be, it says the word, the more we have the word in us, the more pleasant we will be, and the more pleasant we will be to work with. Some people probably say, I don't like to work with that person. When they come to work, they're always so grumpy. Maybe you even say that about somebody, or maybe they say that about you. So be careful, family. We want to be people that has light, that we're pleasant to work around, and that your work will be more pleasant to you, and that you're walking more comfortable. And without it, man knows not rightly what to do or where he should walk, right? And we don't have the light. We don't know. We're just wandering around here and there, bumping into different things. But again, the word is a lamp unto our feet. We need that word in us, family. The next part, and the light is, and the law is light. So this law, the light, it makes things that's clearer for us, and it manifests things. It manifests 
what is right and what is wrong. We begin to know those things. We begin to understand that the more we read of the word, we begin to say, oh, that's not right. I better not do that. I better get away from that. I better follow this right here. Instead of just following whatever our thoughts were, the more of the light we have, the better we will get into doing that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then it says, reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So when we talk about reproofs, it could mean discipline. It could be meaning, you know, correcting somebody. So saying that reproof given by parents, as a parent, it's your job to teach your children. So it's your job to discipline your child, your, your children, whoever they are. As you're reproofing them, as you're disciplining them, it should be agreeable with the word of God. It should align with the word of God. And this is what it's saying here. The reproofs of instruction are the way of life. When we use the word to align what God wants us to do, using the light, that it, it brings more powerful results of what you want. And the more that you do of that, the better things will be for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And you know, when we don't teach our children, we don't guide our children, and we know that there's something that's not right, you know what happens to our children? They tend to go off in their own ways. And then we start getting after them and telling them things. I told you to do this, and I told you that. You're not supposed to do this. But if you didn't train them in the word of God, if it's not aligned with the word of God, they will continue to do that because they, you haven't reproved them from the beginning. So family, if you have children, Teach your children the word of God. Let it agree with the word of God so that they won't go into things that they shouldn't be getting into. Thank you, Jesus. I like the way that the CEV says here. It says, the law of the Lord is a lamp and its, and its teachings shine brightly. Correction and self-control will lead you through life. So again, it's his word. The word is a lamp. God's word is a lamp to us. It's for us to follow. It's teaching us to be in the light. And it helps us to correct ourselves. It helps us to correct others. And it's self-controlling. It leads us in the right path through life. So I have a story that I want to read to you. The story said it's about a blind man. So a blind man went to visit his friend in the next village. It was night when he could return. His friend gave the blind man a lighted lamp as he said goodbye to him. The blind man refused to receive the lamp. The blind man says, I don't need this lamp. I use my stick to find my way. And nights and days are similar to him. It doesn't matter if it's night or day. It's, he can't see anyway. He said, nights and days are similar to me. And his friend said, keep it with you. It's not for you, but for others. So if you carry this lighted lamp with you, others can see it then you will not, they will not collide with you. So the blind man started his journey carrying the lighted lamp with him. On the way, there was a storm. He waited under a tree and then resumed his journey after the storm. Suddenly, a stranger coming in the opposite direction collided with him, and both of them fell to the ground. The blind man shouted angrily, couldn't you see my lighted lamp in my hand? In my hand? Are you blind? And the stranger replied, I am not blind, but your lamp was not burning. And the blind man says, I'm sorry, I am blind and did not know that the flame was put out by the storm. So oftentimes we boast that we are the chosen children of God and that his grace will protect us from all evil. But sometimes we don't know that our light has gone out. We don't know that we're still kind of going along because Somewhere along the way, that light has, has, has just gotten very weak or else has just completely gone out. So like this blind man says that he had to apologize and say that I'm blind. I didn't know the flame had gone out. So today, let's relight our, our flame if our flame has gone out. If our light has gone out, let's get that light back on, family. We need to be in that light. The light that's shining get. If it gets extinguished by our sinful actions, then we may fall. Because sometimes we may be doing sinful things and we don't know, but nobody wants to be around us because they see what you are doing. Maybe we're being unkind to people. Maybe we, you, words come out of our mouth that 
that shouldn't come out. That means we're walking in darkness. We need to change that. We need to change some of the things that we do. Maybe somebody else needed help along the road or something, and we just drive on by even though the Holy Spirit might have told us, but use wisdom. The Holy Spirit says that person needs help, and we just go on by. But again, use wisdom. You Maybe you're driving by yourself, a woman alone. You see somebody, be careful to just not stop for anybody. But be careful of all those things. Be kind. Use kindness. Use kind words from your mouth. Be forgiving. Be loving. Yes. Be willing to share. Amen. Thank Hallelujah. you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So Psalms 18.28, you can just write this down. It says, Oh Lord, you give me light and you dispel my darkness. So that might be something that we can pray. It says, Lord, give me light so that you can dispel my darkness so the darkness will leave me so I'm not walking in darkness. And John 8.12 says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have the light of life and will never walk in darkness. That's where we want to be. And that should be our prayer. If we're, if we're in a place that we shouldn't be, these can be some of the prayers that we can pray in John 8, 12. Matthew 5, 6 also says, Your light must shine before people so that they will see the good things that you do and praise your Father in heaven. So again, right here, it's telling us what this light is for, what we're supposed to do, that our light should shine before people. Just like this man, he had a light to go along to shine so people could see, but it went out and he didn't realize it. So be careful of that. Make sure that your light is shining so that people will see the good things you do. And they will be, you know, people will be comfortable around you. So in the Bible, the light has always been a symbol of holiness. A symbol of knowledge, of wisdom, of grace, hope, and God's revelation. That's what God's word is, and that's what the, the light is, it. that's what it all brings. And darkness, on the other hand, has been associated with evil, with sin, despair, anything that's not good. Being unkind, being lying about things. Not being truthful about things. Those are the things that are affiliated with darkness. But darkness doesn't have a chance against the light. Darkness does not have a chance against light. Do you get that? Darkness does not have a chance against the light. The light, again, is the word of God. When you have the word, darkness does not have a chance. You have a greater chance when you have the word in you. When you're practicing the word, when you're praying the word, when you're sharing the word, darkness does not have a chance. Remember that darkness doesn't have a chance. The most impressive darkness is helpless, even in the smallest of light. So think about rekindling your light. Rekindle your flame, whatever it is. Rekindle that. You know what? Um, when Yuda was a kid, he, he would tell, he used to tell me this story. When he was afraid at night, he might have shared this. Um, he might have heard this at one time or another. No, he was a bigger one. But he was told sometimes to go check on the sheep at night. So what he would do as he was going out of the house, instead of shining in front of him like this to see where he was going, he would go like this. And he would walk along like this. I said, why did you do that? He goes, because I wanted whoever was out there to know that they could see me and that I was out here. So he had this light shining on him. So he, had, he must have had some revelation knowledge of whatever, that if the light is shining on him, nobody will come get him. Or nobody will come and attack him because he's thinking that light is on me. So thank God for that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So. Think about it, family. I have another story that I want to share with you, which actually has to do with this little matchbook here. So this story is it's, it's around World War II. It was toward the end of World War II that a resistance fire sat alone in a dark prison cell. After being captured, he had been tortured, starved, abandoned and was waiting to die. One night the door to his cell opened. 
and someone shouted words of abuse at him, then hurled something into the darkness and closed the door. Then he was feeling around on the floor and he found a loaf of bread. Ravenous, he tore it open and discovered something. A matchbox, a little tiny matchbox. Inside were several matches and a scrap of paper. So in this bag, in this whatever they threw in there was bread and matches and a scrap of paper. And lighting a match, he read a single word on that paper. So the word on what was in there on that paper, I wrote in here that word said courage. That was what he got is just that one word, courage, with his match, little bit of matches, and his bread. He never did find out who wrote the message. He did never find out who threw that bag to him with the bread and the, the matches and the message. But he lived through the war and credited that box of matches and the piece of paper for giving him strength, hope, and courage to survive. So he was able to, sh to now and then light one of these little um, matches and would see that word courage and it got him through. So a little light can help family when you're in the darkness, when you've gone to your very last place, like this man, he was, he was hungry, he was beaten, and people would call him names in there, say things to him, cruel things to him, being abusive. But he managed to get through with just that one word, courage. If nothing else, remember to have courage and know that Jesus is on the throne, that he is our light, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So this morning, is there anybody here that has not confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Or is there anybody here that might have kind of slipped into the darkness that need to recommit themselves? You know that there's going to be a large evacuation soon from this earth. You know we talk about evacuation when there's huge fires or floodings or different things. People get evacuated, right? They get evacuated to safer places. Our evacuation is coming when Jesus comes for us. When he gets on, comes, stands on the clouds and says, okay, come on, I'm evacuating these. That's our evacuation day. Other people call it the rapture. They call it different things. But I just thought, well, call it evacuation. We're going to be evacuated here. Are you ready? Are you one of the ones that's ready? Are you ready to be evacuated? Do you have Jesus in your heart? Do you have this light on you? Do you have the light to, to guide your path? Is there anybody here? We're ready to pray with you. We're, we're ready to, to share Jesus with you. Anybody? Anybody that needs to recommit? Anybody that needs to, to um, make Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Amen. Everybody is saved here. Hallelujah. The 